0: Possible choice
1: quiz From Taco
2: Bell I want my empty Este Domingo solo por
3: Most fun a kid can have.
4: Here's Joel Loy This boy is doing more than just playing a video game. He has entered another world. A world of danger, intrigue, and magic. This is the world of the Super Mario Brothers. Put it on the screen, and where there was one kid, you'll soon find two, or three, or more. The game's protagonists, Mario and his nearly identical brother Luigi, are heroic. The Super Mario Brothers face each foe undaunted time and time again. But who are these guys? Who are the Mario Brothers? I don't know. The hockey players? All I can think of is the guy in the library, Mario Puzzi.
5: There are characters on Nintendo.
4: Have you ever heard of Nintendo? No? Let's see.
6: It is the early 80s. Atari, at the time, had a stranglehold in the video game market but slowly was losing it due to overpriced games, quick cash games, like E.T. Horrible ports of Pac-Man. So many things that Atari did in the early 80s almost ended video games before video games could even start. But a company in Japan named Nintendo, known for many things, card games, love houses, toys, and gaming watches, dipped its foot into video games with the Nintendo Famicom. So popular, so big, that they wanted to bring this over to America. But in that era where the video game crash was happening due to Atari's lack of many things, Nintendo still brought the Nintendo Entertainment System to America. Hidden as a toy, but really a new video game console for the American market. Now we can go deep into the story of everything else, but in October in 1985 a game that probably birthed the heart and soul of gaming came out, and that game was Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to our final episode in the Super Mario Bros. Super Mario 35th anniversary we've been having here at Third Party Controller Podcast. I am Jesse with...
0: Beto Esparza. And... Joe Myers.
6: And we're here to deliver you the final episode. We saved the best for last, ladies and gentlemen. We saved... The game that this whole anniversary is about, 35 years of Mario, could only start because of Super Mario Brothers. Yes, Super Mario Brothers with Mario. And you know Mario when he originally debuted as Jumpman in Donkey Kong and had his own game with his brother Luigi in Mario Brothers. But we're here to talk about the one that started it all. The one that gave us gaming that we know today as usual we always talk about everything we love about each title everything's from super mario brothers 2 super super mario brothers 3 world 64 sunshine galaxy all the mario games but we're gonna do things a little bit different on this final episode this is gonna be probably our best mario episode but not only are we celebrating the final Mario game? We also thought, hey, we're gonna have some of our friends tell us what their favorite mainline Mario game is. So throughout the episode, enjoy hearing clips, sounds of our friends telling us their favorite Mario game. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, but we're gonna do things different. before we jump into why we enjoyed, Mario, our first impressions with Super Mario Brothers, we're going to go a little bit different. We're going to start with the history of Super Mario Brothers. In October of 1985, the Nintendo Entertainment System released across certain sections of America. But in Japan, they had it much sooner. Nintendo had their family computer, known as the Nintendo Famicom, released in 1983 in Japan. The console could have released in America in 1984, but wouldn't have Super Mario Brothers as a launch title for the North American release. With the North American release of the NES system in America, it came with a copy of Super Mario Brothers. If the Nintendo Entertainment System did release in 1984, it probably still would have been a success. But without the release of Super Mario Brothers, things could have been different. Platformers were nothing new in the video game world. But Super Mario Bros. was the first one to have tight controls, great jumping, and fantastic level design. The creator of Mario and director Shigeru Miyamoto with designers Takashi Tezuga and the fantastic composer Koji Kondo came together with a talented group of other developers to create Super Mario Bros. for the Nintendo Entertainment System, being a great launch title for North America due to the varied past of the failed Atari attempts, it was something a bit more difficult to bring in the Nintendo Entertainment System to America to give hope to the American consumers that beetle games are not just a throwaway, but something to grasp onto and to keep going throughout the years. And if it wasn't for a title like Super Mario Bros. being a launch game for the Nintendo system, history could have been a bit more different.
5: Hi, my name is Pat, and one of my favorite Mario games would have to be Mario Sunshine. The reason I love this game is they took everything great from Mario 64 and turned around and made it better. The graphics are better, the story, I think, in my opinion, is better, and um, just everything with it I really enjoy. And probably due to my OCD, I am really enjoy cleaning everything. Um, I like the fact that you have the backpack, um, so you can change it from like a jetpack to a squirt gun to whatever you need. Um, and so that's definitely one of my favorite games when they announce the Super Mario All-Stars.
6: As usual, we always talk about our first experience with Super Mario Brothers, and we'll start off with you, Joe. Joe, what was your first experience with Super Mario Brothers?
7: For me, that would have been uh, Christmas of 86 or 87. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure exactly which year it was, but I received uh, Nintendo as a Christmas gift. Um, so, opened it up. Uh, That morning, you know, um, I had had prior to uh, Nintendo my brother had I think various Ataris um, and I recall uh, playing You know Atari games Um, I also recall playing Atari at my cousin's house, so I have a vague um, I, I remember playing video games and enjoying video games but it was all Atari-based. Um, and, yeah, those are pretty much my, my first memories of ever playing any consoles were playing any video games were that. Or uh, being with my grandfather and, like, playing arcade games. Like, at, um... They used to have, um... Uh, actually, I could actually... It's a funny story. Um, where we all, you know, grew up in Santa Paula. Um, you guys know... I don't know if it's called that anymore. Right next to... Donut shop um, right there by across the street from the smoke shop on Harvard. Other oh, Yeah. Uh, What's yeah. the donut shop called? Uh, Angels Donuts? Yeah, I think it okay. is Angels uh, Donuts. It's still Angels? Okay. Uh, so like, my, my grandfather used to take me. Uh, he'd go there. Uh, we would go almost every morning, and uh, he would get his donut and his coffee, and I was with him all the time, and he'd give me some quarters, So, I w- and they used to always have, like, four machines. They always, for years, had four arcade machines. They so yeah, would always go there and, and play. Uh, and uh, and uh, I think a couple of times too at the bo- Remember the old bowling alley? Yeah, yeah. There would be some arcade, arcade games there, so I would, you know, he would go. So I, w- I played video games for a long time. So the NES was like the first console that was like mine. It was my gift. So uh, it was cool. I think I was still even too young to really like appreciate the fact. Like I was like, oh, awesome, this is cool, but I didn't. Uh, I don't think I was one hundred percent like you know you know like oh wow you know i didn't know what this was but um i remember playing mario brothers and knowing what mario brothers was on from uh, arcades or um even the atari i think i believe the atari had a version of it and then playing super mario brothers it was just kind of like as a kid even even as a kid realizing this was something completely new Mm -hmm. something really different um and yeah, it was cool, like, just going through it, like, you know, when you, the first time you hear the iconic music, and everything, and I mean, these are all experiences, uh, my experience is like a six-year-old or a seven-year-old, I'm not even sure how old I was, um, but even, even at that point, even then, I knew it I was, like, I was, it was, you know, and I know it's funny to say that now, but it was, it felt revolutionary even then, Yeah. even at a young age, I know this was not, like, anything I had ever, I had personally ever played before outside of an arcade experience. Um, at home, you know, you were used to a certain, you know, uh, just a level of fidelity and, and everything, you know, and and, and like visuals and but watching the scrolling and everything and watching how everything went with Mario. It was really, uh, it was pretty, pretty amazing as a kid. Um, and I knew it was going to be, I mean, I didn't know then as a kid, but I knew it was something special, even going back then, because it wasn't just... You know, like, me, like, my brother liked video games, and he played it, but my sister played it, too. And that was, like, for me, it was like, wow, my sister's playing this, you know? Um, and it just really said to the amount of the level of uh, just how popular, you know, the series became. Even even then, it was, I think a lot of people know it was a big thing, you know? Um, so, yeah, man, it was, it was, you know, it was uh, it's pretty cool to be a part of that, or to experience that.
6: Peto? Yeah. I don't
0: have my first memory with it. um Honestly, I don't even know. Who, I'm pretty sure they bought it for both of us. Like, what the the Nintendo, the NES. I don't know if my parents bought it for my brother or for me. I'm pretty sure they bought it for both of us, but I don't remember. I don't remember. You would have been pretty young. If yeah, I was. If I was, I, I don't think we got a cool. Nintendo until like maybe 89 90. I guess, I don't know, because uh, I do remember playing that like when I was like five years old and, uh-huh. and shit. But I don't remember the the first time I played that game. I I just remember this this lady my mom worked with. She would sell them all like fucking like I guess they were stolen. I'm pretty sure she she just buy <laughs> yeah. she buy a bunch of video games from like from from her one of her coworkers, and uh, that was one of them. And I just that. There's a couple of games that I remember the most. It's Punch-Out!! definitely, Ninja Gaiden and the one number 1 and number 3 Mario Brothers. And um, yeah, it's just one of those games that was in my life really early on like that I can't even remember. Like I don't even have my first memory of that. That's how long uh, ago I played it. Like that's how young I was when I f- first played it, so I don't really yeah, I don't really have a first memory of it. Just just I just remember I know that has been in my life since i was a fucking kid yeah like mean, most of us but like young enough to not remember Mm
7: -hmm. i mean uh just just to uh just to add a little something like i even still remember the box it came in that's that's what's crazy like i don't remember it so much now but i know if i saw it like like, i have memories of the of the packaging but if i saw it you know right now or if someone if i saw a picture on on, uh, online or something, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's it right there. Like yeah. I would know immediately which one it was. I know, and I also know, like, I know after, I don't know, I know that first year it didn't go like that. Um, I, I, or it didn't sell. I mean, you get it multiple, there was multiple SKUs. But mine was just specifically the console and uh, two controllers and Mario Brothers. I know there was the Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt combo that came with the, the Zapper Gun. Uh, there was the Rob... Um, that you know bundle.
6: Oh, you. Oh, yeah. Okay, but you didn't get the Rob one.
7: No, I didn't get the Rob. Okay. Mine was specifically just Mario Brothers, and uh, it was the Tukedos. console and Super Mario Bros.
6: Yeah,
0: I could I could tell you um where I got Bigfoot for the NES. <laughs> Remember Thrifty? Right, it's called writing now, but Thrifty yeah, used really. to video games back then.
3: Really? Remember we
0: bought? Them? Yeah, I used to go to. Uh, I mean, it
7: was such a crazy. Time, I guess, like to buy games back then, because like you go to swap meets, man, and there would they weren't even really vendors, but they were. I mean, like they were like really the first video game vendors. You go to a swap meet and find like you know someone would be they'd just be selling them
0: open box the cartridge, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You
7: some and some of them, some of them were selling them like full on in box, like it was. Oh, really? you know, yeah, I, I I used to remember back then.
0: The, Imagine yeah. 50, twenty years ago, like I, I used to go to the swap meet every once in a while i wish i would have fucking just bought a bunch of video games just to collect because they're so they're so expensive now
6: yeah they're yeah. like sold them for cheap like yeah it's here true. you go just take this like I, oh.
0: remember, I remember trino like he's he's been on the show a couple times he was talking about how he went to the swap meet once and then uh that they were selling super nintendo games for cheaper than the nes games because the the guy didn't know what the fuck he was selling really? yeah i, I
7: <laughs> oh, shit. It, it was it was weird it was crazy man like i still remember going to
3: like I got for, it, was a,
7: it was it was the it was the swap mart the swap meet in ventura the, the one-on-one where the driving mm-hmm. was oh the driving yeah i used to get yeah. lost
6: at the driving
7: and and the Saugus uh, swap meet over in valencia they had a big one too and i i you know i remember like for whatever reason i remember one vendor had every capcom game available and i in it and i look back on it now like in in box and some of those i think are pretty rare now right to find like street fighter
6: 2010 like... yeah no
7: i bought that i, I yeah. shit you not i bought that at a swap
6: meet yeah nice i
7: bought that game at a swap meet um but he had like all the old packaging so like the original mega man you know that that oh uh, Ghost and goblins all those that old school that couldn't that you knew was a capcom game packaging like yeah, they, I remember seeing all of those, and the dude always had the Capcom games. Like yeah, all the other all ones, but I always—it's something I remember. Was like, I had all the Capcom games, like all the early ones. Uh, that what was the one? The little Nemo one or what, no Captain Nemo? What's
6: Captain Nemo? I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Dreamland right. and Dream some shit like that.
7: Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing all of those there, and it was like uh, you know when you're a kid, you're just like oh that's cool, but like in retrospect, you're like fuck man, like this dude had like all of these like gems that if you knew it didn't know any
0: better, you could have bought. Yeah. That was back back when uh, Capcom's name meant something. Yeah,
6: <laughs> it's starting to get there again though. Yeah, mm-hmm. slowly with remakes. Yeah, slowly. <laughs> hey, they've been doing well with Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, yeah. Monster Hunter. Better than they have for the past couple years, and they're bringing at least Street Fighter V around with the new directors. <clears throat> um, I, same as you, bet Though I. I just remember Mario being there as a kid, right? The um, the only thing I have, actually I haven't seen it in, in years, but there is a picture of me. I know my sister got... Okay, I know what year it was. It was 1989. The reason why I know that year was it was my sister got the NES for her birthday, and the reason I know it was 1989, because that year the biggest movie of 1989 was Batman, and not only for her birthday did she have the NES, but she had a Batman folder a Batman binder. Like it was a Batman themed like other cinnamon (laughs) (laughs) cinnamon twist from Taco Bell. Um, I remember that. And I remember the picture of the NES, my sister, my other sister and me. I'm the smallest one. And you could see my mouth is all red because I was drinking a ton of punch. And just kind of looking like, hey, like there's a Nintendo. Oh, and just seeing the, the, the Batman stuff. I don't know if I was excited for the Batman stuff and Nintendo or maybe just Batman or just Nintendo. But that's a that's a photo that my mother has um, that I, I'm trying to find uh, that I know that's the year. It was 89 was when we got the console. But yeah, just with Mario, it was, I, not only does that picture, I don't remember that moment specifically, but Mario has always just been there ever since I was a kid. Mario has always been just that game. It's Mario, you know, and that's a, it was a game that you learned as you played, how it was designed, but just having a lot of fun, just like, you know, at that time, platformers weren't really called platformers. It was just called Mario or it was called Nintendo. You know, are you playing your Nintendo game? You know? Nowadays, it's more, are you playing your shooter? Are you playing your action game? Or your whatever, you know? See, Some my people mom's
0: still call... What? Nintendo. What's up? My mom used to call this PlayStation a Nintendo. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people, a lot of parents did.
7: It didn't matter what, who yeah. was actually making it. They were just like, oh, you playing your Nintendo. That's what yeah. they would say for a
6: game. It's an Xbox, Mom! Get with it! And then when
0: PlayStation, we got a PlayStation, and she's like, you playing PlayStation? I'm playing an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, play it's, it's it's a it's a good
7: position to be in, you yeah. know what I mean? As a as a as a maker of 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 anything, you know, like when people go, uh, you're watching a fight, and someone goes, "Oh, you're watching UFC." You're yeah. like, "Oh, you do UFC." That's like for for them, that's fucking amazing because they're yeah. like they're basically being called. It's like, "No, I'm watching MMA." No, it doesn't matter to them. It's like, yeah,
0: I'm watching Bellator. No, it's UFC fighting.
7: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like being being the lead dog in the race whether it's Nintendo or, or Sony or whoever at the time you know, if your name is synonymous with what it is that you're selling yeah it's like it's the most it's the it's like the, the highest thing you can get
6: yeah I mean just just you know memories I do have are just having fun discovering things like I said you learn stuff going to school friends would tell you where it is or watching I'm pretty sure this happened with you Joe like your brothers were playing and you're like oh shoot there's a one up here. There's a hidden block for a one up. Oh damn! And then sometimes, hey, check it out. You could skip levels. Like what? You can skip levels, and all these things. You know that that's like the memories I have of like going through it, getting as far as I can until I got frustrated and just turned it off. You know. And yeah, just- I
7: remember. I remember my brother was the one that I. I mean, I don't know where he got it from or who he learned it from, but he here was the first person I saw do the uh, ninety-nine one-up trick on level. I believe it's one one where uh-huh. you get the uh, the Koopa shell at the right up uh, on the. I want to say it's on one of the stairs. I want to say it's
6: just... whichever world is the has the black background.
7: No, not the under not the, under,
6: could... the underworlds, but I think it's that's where it is. You could actually
7: do it on a, on any on, oh, on okay. the stairs leading up to. Uh to the end of a level, you know, mm-hmm. you get the little, the little stair, uh, I, don't know, I call it stairs, but it's a little pyramid thing before you jump off to get onto the flag. Mm-hmm. You could, if the, uh, if a shell was there, if you had a, a turtle going down, a Koopa going down the stairs, um, you could jump on it and you could do the the, the the, the multiple jumps until you got the one-ups and I remember he was the first one I ever saw, uh, do that. And I, I don't know who he heard it from, but, you know, he might have, you know, he might have
6: not, what happened?
7: Probably online somewhere.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on in the internet.
7: But um, yeah, he was the first one like I ever saw do that, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I got You know, you did as a kid. You you were like didn't know you could do that. You know,
0: was that intentional?
7: or Was that just like a bug? I don't know. Um, it, I'm guessing it was a bug because I mean, you know, it was just basically something you could do against the stairs, mm-hmm. uh, or like it, it was specifically if a if a, if a Koopa uh, was going down the stairs and you just caught him at the edge of a stair and you hit you know you just jumped and you hit it and then it would just you know the little that little tiny space the bounce back you could keep doing it so I think it was it seems like it wasn't intentional but I mean you never really know I've, I've never heard anything about it
6: I have one of those memories where um playing it as a kid and you know sometimes you go on the little trampoline and it would bounce you all high up in the air so you can get across a gap or go somewhere. I remember, and I I never experienced it. There was only one time I ever experienced this. I could never recreate it. I jumped on one once, and I got stuck in it. I couldn't get out, no matter what I did. And, yeah, and I remember going, Mom, Mom, I'm stuck. Get me out. I'm stuck. Because at that age, when you're little, you're like, oh, your parents could fix everything. Everything they could fix. And I just remember my mom grabbing the controller and just kind of hitting some buttons and just probably tapping, like hitting it up against her arm. And then just going, oh, and giving it back to me and leaving. And I'm just like, what? Huh. I just had to reset. You know, I wasn't super far. I wasn't, you know, dang it, I can't. But like, it was just something that, you know, another thing like a glitch that I just got stuck in. And I never was able to recreate that again.
8: Okay, so... You asked me this question last week. To as which of the core Mario games were or is my favorite. Um, I had to think about it long and hard. And I would definitely have to say Super Mario Bros. 3 for the original NES, just for the fact that, to being an NES game, it had such beautiful, popping colors, it definitely caught my attention as a kid, it was the first Mario that I actually beat. I never beat Mario 1, I never played Mario 2 or what we had as Mario 2. It's definitely a hard question to answer, which is my favorite Mario game, especially if we consider that, if I think of a Mario game, I'm gonna be thinking about the games that included multiplayer, like tennis, kart, golf, party, and Smash Bros. Well, that being said, I definitely got to say that Super Mario Bros. 3, that's got to be the one.
6: Talking about Super Mario Bros., I mean, there's so much to talk about. There's so many things. But what I want to talk about is the gameplay and level design. What is something for you guys that, when you think back at everything, we've gone through all the main Mario games. What is something that still works today that worked back then?
7: For me, really, it's just so one thing that'll never change is, you know, if, you know, specifically in a platformer, but this really goes for anything, is if you've got tight platforming in a, a well designed, uh, like level design. You know, anything, any game is, I mean, it makes it very fun. You know, Mario had that ability to, you know, a lot of those levels were basically, they were different versions of the same thing, but done so well that they felt different. I mean, how many times did you go through a level that was basically a variation of 1-1? Or a variation of one, two. They were all basically variations of the first four levels in each, you know, of the first world. But you know, each one was done. You know, I mean, there was a couple of uh, other special uh, levels in there, specifically like that had gimmicks to them. But like, just in general, like they, they you know, you varied those those level the level design and everything, even if they were sort of similar.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: They weren't, you know. You could have two levels that seem like from the outset you go, it's the same level, but then as you play through, you're like, oh no, it's not. Or every so often you would get some kind of a, like I said, a gimmick like the uh, the lifts or something like that. I think even in the original, or that the dropping, like the uh, platforms.
6: Like you go yeah, on one and it yeah. lifts the other one. You're and... Like
7: oh, what's this? And you're yeah. like, oh shoot, you know. And it doesn't happen very often in the game, but that would change it up, you know, and, and it would vary the the you know, the, the gameplay that it was like, cool. Or every time you got to like the, the one four, you know, or, or, two four, you got to the castle, the castles were specifically, you know, special levels that were meant to be more difficult. And, you know, were are you know, you look forward to those, you know, you got to those, or you had a level with, uh, uh, the, the bullet bobs, you know, or bills, right? What do they call Bullet bills? or Yeah. Bullet, bullet bills. bills. So you have one of those and you're just like, Oh yeah, you, you know, you have a shitload of those. Um, it just changed it up enough, you know? So, it, you know, as the game went on, even though in a lot of cases they were using the same... They were using the same basic level, like, assets as far as backgrounds and stuff like that go, what actually went on in the level was so uh, varied and so fun that it was just, you know, it never got old. To this day, you know, you can still... I can still... I'm sure if I put on Super Mario Brothers and played, I'd have fun, you know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. It's just
7: one of those things. And, and that's a thing that I think a lot of nowadays, everyone you know with the advent of the hd era everyone became so focused on visuals and making sure and a lot of companies lost their way we've talked about this before they lost their way talking about making games as like like nice looking as possible but then level design or actual playability or fun goes to shit. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it, it's you know mario super mario brothers is basically like it, it, it the the principles of that still work today if the game is fun if the level design is, is right you know, it's going to be good.
6: I think a lot of what um, Mario has become um, or what really grabbed the main gameplay was um, at that time, a lot of games were just, if you were in a world or in in an area, then you would pop into the next area where Mario would scroll with you, with the character. It's a scrolling level. And, (laughs) you know, Super Mario Brothers wasn't the first one to do that. I want to say it was Pac-Land that was the first one to do that in arcades, but that was like an inspiration of having that scrolling level design that Mario has been synonymous with Uh, but also if you think about it too you were at the time when it came to Atari and even some Nintendo titles or games coming out Nintendo were um, stuff that was in the arcade but were making it for the home but this was something uniquely made hey this is something to play at home this is an experience that you can only have at home now later on we would see in arcade cabinets, the player's choice versions of Super Mario Brothers, but mainly the main focus was having Mario Brothers a home console game. You know,
7: even back then, like you were saying, Atari games, and even to an extent, a lot of arcade games, although not all of them, but some, Mm -hmm. you know, you had your hero and he did a couple of things. And it always seemed to be a Nintendo thing where it was like, um, you know, even going back to Donkey Kong, you know, you have... Who was jump man at the time but it's basically mario or it's not mario i forget is it is it mario did they do they ever like Donkey it was, the...
6: was jump man jump man okay yeah
7: but like special abilities you know like you know jump man was one of the few times where it's like oh he's just jump man he jumps over things and then he got the hammer and you're like oh shit he can hammer. actually do something with the hammer yeah he can fuck shit up you know most games like pitfall all you're doing in Pitfall is jumping over pits and you're moving. It's it's, it's scrolling, sort of, but that's what you're doing.
6: He had no hammer.
7: He had no uh, exactly. hammer. Um, it, there's other games I can name that are probably similar. Like, you had your protagonist. He did specific things and that was it. You know, with Mario introducing a flower, all of a sudden he's throwing fireballs. Mm. At the time, it was like, wait, what? This is almost like a completely different character that changes, like, that little bit of, of, uh, of gameplay change changed the entire way you could play the game. You know, I mean, not the entire way, but I mean, it gave you a new like, oh, you know, uh, most people, you know, for a long time, I think people didn't even, I don't know how long it took, but like for me, it took a while to realize, like, oh, once I got the, you know, the the fire uh, balls with, with Mario, I was like, oh, I can actually shoot uh, Bowser with this, and he'll he'll you know, he'll, I can win that way rather than having to just jump jump over him or something like that to get the lever to get the the bridge to to uh, retract. Um, there's a little stuff like that, man, that just changed things up enough that a lot of games, I feel like, at the time, especially stuff on Atari, really didn't do. You know what I mean?
6: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: It, Joe kind of mentioned it. Like, it's, it's, he didn't say it exactly, but it's like, uh, this game is almost, um, has almost infinite replayability. Like, it's, it's, yeah. you could go back to, you could give it to a little kid right now, and they'll, like, explain, to them. this is Mario, this is the original Mario game. That wasn't like a versus type of Mario, Mario game or Donkey Kong, and they'll they'll get. I, I feel like they'll get heavily invested in this game because it's just it's 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 a fun classic game. Not and it's not it's not great because nostalgia. It's just a great game itself.
5: What's up, Jesse Beto, and Joe and all three PC listeners? This is Janice. So many of you are wondering, what's Janice's favorite Mario game? None of your fucking business. I'm just kidding. My favorite Mario game would have to be the new Super Mario Brothers on the DS. The game itself was pretty fun. Um, I think it introduced, for the first time, Giant Mario. And using um, the bottom part of your DS to interact with the game... It wasn't the main game that made me choose this as my favorite Mario game but it was the mini games that came with it. I think this game came out sometime in 2005-2006 it was around the same time that my grandma got sick and was at the hospital all the time um, and a lot of my family members stayed in the room and there really wasn't a lot to do and keep my grandma busy and entertained. So we would always bring our DS and just kind of pass it around trying to beat each other's high score. I think my grandma's favorite minigame was the bomb uh, sorter. You had to put the black bombs in its box and the red bombs in its box and they're constantly flowing out and you're trying to and you're trying to beat everybody else's high score. There were other mini games like the rolling snowball one where you had to roll the snowball as big as you can but there are obstacles so whoever got the biggest snowball won. um also there's one where you were supposed to catch the koopa shells in this like floating basket so whoever got the most won. so it's just like little game mini games like that that we were all really entertained and um we stayed with my grandma and you know it's just a time where everybody is kind of bummed out because she was there but this game really brought us all together and laugh and all that stuff. Another game that I like, I know Jesse said only to pick one, but um, Mario Party was a big part of my family gatherings. Like we would literally just stay in my cousin's room playing Mario Party for the whole entire event so if it was like a birthday party or um, even just like a, a holiday or something we would just all stay in that room and just constantly play Mario Party game after game we would probably select the the highest turns which I have no idea what it is and I can't remember but just so much Mini games, and at that time I think we were playing it on the Nintendo 64 so by the end of the night our palms would be raw from just using the controller it was really fun um, but yeah I think those two were the most memorable and I think my favorite Mario games um, so thanks yeah signing off back to you Jesse
3: Nice.
6: Nintendo sound designer Koji Kondo wrote the six track score for Super Mario Bros., as well as all the game's sound effects. At the time he was composing, video game music was mostly meant to attract attention, not necessarily to enhance or conform to the game. Kondo's work on Super Mario Bros. was one of the major forces in the shift toward music, becoming an integral and participatory part of video games. Kondo had two specific goals for his music to convey, an unambiguous sonic image of the game world and to enhance the emotional and physical experience of the gamer. The music of Super Mario Bros. is coordinated with the on-screen animation of the various sprites, which was one way which Kondo created a sense of greater immersion. Kondo wasn't the first to do this in a video game. For instance, Space Invaders featured a simple song that gets faster and faster as the aliens speed up, eliciting a sense of stress and impending doom which matches the increasing challenge of the game. Unlike most games at the time, to which the composers were hired later into process to add music to a nearly finished game, Kondo was a part of the development team almost from the beginning of the production, working in tandem with the rest of the team to create the game's soundtrack. Kondo's compositions were largely influenced by the game's gameplay, intending for it to be heightened the feeling of how the game's controls. Before composing began, a prototype of the game was presented to Kondo so that he could get an idea of Mario's general environment and revolve the music around it. Kondo wrote the score with the help of a small piano to create melodies to fit the game's environments. After the development of the game showed progress, Kondo began to feel that his music did not quite fit the pace of the game, so he changed it by increasing the song's tempos. The music was further adjusted based on the expectation of Nintendo's playtesters. So, Koji Kondo, the man we've talked about in countless episodes of the show. We love this man. He is the man that brought life to Mario. This was the first game where we heard the classic Mario theme. The theme that brings in that love and joy. But before we even talk about anything that Koji Kondo has done, Joe is... The Invincibility Star medley in the first Mario game, where does it rank? Where does it rank in the Joe's favorite? We already know it's not a mainline Mario game theme. You like Super Paper Mario's theme better. That's your number one. That's your that's your point. Where does the original Invincibility Star sound fall into place? It's top three. Top three. You're not going to tell us if it's two or three? Just in the top three? <laughs>
7: It's probably number two. You'll have to you'll have to guess which one number three is.
0: The bongo one. The bongo which one? one. The bongos. I really like that one. <laughs> yeah.
7: And then I think it goes that one. Yeah, that those and then uh, uh, threes too I like threes three's good. You know which one I can't stand? Which one? World.
6: Really? Wah wah I hate that wah, wah.
7: fucking
3: I think I it took stopped. for a
7: while for that SNES uh, sound chip to fucking yeah for, for me music to, for to get better. I hated all the earlier games.
6: <laughs> this theme, I would say, it's easily when when someone says, "Hey, Super Mario Brothers," everyone knows, you know, the theme. You know, hey Jude, don't make it. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> now you <laughs> think of World One One. Yeah, It's like everyone knows what it is everyone knows what it is to the point that i still remember a lady seeing a coworker's lanyard that had pac-man and the lady goes oh pac-man i love pac-man and i'm like i think she meant mario but this is awesome it's it's like everyone knows that theme it is a class it's like I don't know. It's just perfect. It's, it's perfect in general. Like it just, you just, like Koji Kondo did such a great job. And I think that has a lot to do with him being able to not make the music after, but make it while in development of this new game, this new property. Cause at that time you just, they didn't know where this was going. They just, you know, they made a game, you know, we they didn't know they were going to, was going to go off. It was going to be the biggest thing. And it it became it, you know, but I think a lot of that, has to do not with only, like, Shigeru Miyamoto's job in creating and his team creating this game, but a lot of the credit goes to Koji Kondo's score as well. A lot of that just brings, I don't know, warmness in my heart. What do you guys think?
7: Yeah, it's very iconic. I think to this day, if you've played Mario or grew up with Mario, or the original one, um, you probably know... I mean, I could say I probably, of the six... You said there were six uh, uh, themes, or what did you say? Or is that what you said? Yeah, not? it
6: was the, the six tracks that he made. Six track score for Super Mario Brothers. You so would I think know, it's more, but it's actually only six.
7: Yeah, I, I know... Off the top of my head, I know, you know, you're, you're basic. You're out, out, out in the open, uh, that level score. Like you said, like the 1-1 one, one that they use a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the underground, I would call them stages. That theme is iconic to me. Um, obviously, uh, for me, I mean the 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 uh, the theme of uh, the the castle, you know, or the, the what do you call it, the, the dungeons. Um, that's an iconic one to me. I, I you play that one, and I know exactly what it is. Yeah, like those themes are really iconic. Um, even the uh, although <laughs> on a bit of a rant. Uh, it's funny, uh, like very iconic as well, are the underwater themes, you know, which started mm-hmm. Nintendo and Mario's fascination with making uh, underwater levels unbearable <laughs> <laughs> to this fucking day. I was doing the underwater level in uh, Galaxy, and I was like, yeah, I still don't like doing these underwater <laughs> levels. They're not fucking
0: they I
3: think underwater to,
0: huh Underwater levels in games in general are kind of whack. Because, yeah, the, the Sonic ones, I didn't like those either.
7: I would take... I remember... Oh, I hate having to fucking get the, uh, the, the air bubble. bubbles. To,
0: yeah. Like, oh,
6: yeah. Sonic, do that. yeah. Sonic's water levels are worse, but I would take Mario underwater levels over uh, Legend of Zelda water levels. Those really
0: are bad. I uh, no mean, other wa- then... Uh, I'm sorry. Um, what the fuck is it called? Link's Awakening? The underwater stuff was not bad. The fights?
6: Yeah. Yeah, the top-down ones, uh, I would say, okay, let me rephrase that. 3D Legend of Zelda ones because there's, uh, I want to say Ocarina of Time, if it's that one, you can mess up to where it takes you back to the beginning. Uh, so,
7: Yeah, it's just a very, uh, it's very fucking frustrating. Now, I don't want to say they're, they're not bad levels, but it was just like at the time, you know, when you're doing water, you know, getting through those levels at times I remember was really, could, could be frustrating And sometimes it was a crapshoot as to how the uh, how the uh, enemies were going to react and, you know, could mean whether you were going to, you know, waste a shitload of lives to get through uh, or not. But like, yeah, it's a really weird thing because like every in every I feel like every Mario game when I'm like, oh, I got to go underwater, (laughs) even as great as Mario games are, I was just like, (laughs) oh, that's going to suck yeah like they're they're super you know those those themes are super iconic and they've been kind of you know and as games have gone on they've been remixed a little bit here and there um but yeah like you you hear those and you know exactly what game you're 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 talking about
6: i was at work today and i had uh my airpods in my ear and my music rent and shuffle on my phone not like through apple music or anything and the original Super Mario Brothers theme popped up, and I thought, "Oh, that's funny." We're recording this episode, and this song pops up. And I don't know, man. I, I, to me, it was like I was listening to I was listening to it as if I was listening, and I'm not saying it's weird. I'm just saying as if it was a greatest hits, which it is a greatest hit song. It's like a classic song, but I was treating it like a banger, where you're just kind of like. Mm, <coughs> uh, and just banging the head like, yeah, oh, I'm feeling this. Oh, oh, yeah. And I don't know, and it brings back just playing the game, you know? I don't know. It's just something about what Koji Kondo did with the technology and, and, and just finding that, I don't know, it just brought it all together. And, you know, under the under, underworld theme, the castle theme, the water theme, all the themes just just are pure classic Mario becoming classic mario when it was just regular mario at the time
2: hi everyone scott here jesse asked me to call in about my favorite mario game mario morio i don't know my wife always picks on me about how i say it so however you say it my favorite one's the first one my grandfather and i used to play co-op all the time uh he wasn't a big gamer but it meant that we got to spend time together and uh, he was a very much a father figure to me and it when I play it now with my kids on the Nintendo Mini, it brings back those great memories. It also started my uh, gaming addiction. <laughs> uh, so I guess my grandfather was my dealer at the same time as, as my father figure. Um, but yeah, so I I just really enjoyed the game play, you know, a lot of the time, most of the games at that time were uh, platformers, you know, so I got really into that, and uh, yeah, so uh, happy birthday, 35 years, I'm getting old, uh, I remember playing this in the late 80s, early 90s, yeah, so have a, have a good one, everyone. Are you serious?
6: Do you guys not hear that? Did you hear that? I didn't... Can you believe that we are having the Super Mario Brothers 35th Anniversary Quiz Show? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are having a quiz show for Beto and Joe. Your host, Jesse Lara, has been gathering all the information for all these episodes of Super Mario Bros. for its 35th anniversary, and we're going to test. Have Joe and Beto been paying attention to all the information that he's been giving to Joe and Beto, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this was planned. This was planned to see. Do the guys really pay attention to what I say? So, no. in this twelve questions that we'll be asking, we will find out who is the most knowledgeable of the two, Beto or Joe, for this hey. special Super Mario Brothers 35th Anniversary Quiz Show.
0: No, I don't want to do this. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding.
6: Hey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have our contestants, Bethel and Joe from Third Party Controller Podcast. They will be answering 12, count them, 12 questions from the Super Mario Brothers series. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we will see if they have what it takes to be crowned the most knowledgeable of Third Party Controller Podcast. In Super Mario Brothers yes 12 count them, 12 we will be testing them let's start off with question number one in Super Mario Brothers 2 was originally a title called Joe
7: doki-doki panic
6: that is correct Joe gets one point Super Mario Brothers 2 was originally a title called doki-doki panic which was later turned into Super Mario Bros. 2 that we know in America you can get that you can get that information on the first episode of third party controller proof
0: that I pay attention (laughs) I'm done I was just too slow
6: question number two Super Mario Bros. 2 is called blank in Japan Beto
0: wait Super Mario Bros. 2
6: it's called blank in Japan what do you mean Super Mario Bros. Two is called in Japan.
0: Super Mario Bros. Two. Then
6: why'd you, why'd you cover it? <laughs>
0: Wait, because I thought you were saying Super Mario. I was thinking the other way around. What's it called over here? Well, that's a, that, yeah. Can't you
7: interpret that question a couple ways? In
6: Japan, in Japan,
7: no, no. Yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. no I right, can yeah. answer it now. All right? right. Bethel already wasted his turn. He jumped. No, no, big no. Big no. I can technically <laughs> answer it. Right? Super Mario. It's Super Mario. Uh, I believe it was Super Mario USA.
6: That is correct. Thank Joe adds another you. point.
7: That's what you get for fucking jumping the gun. with Fuck your-
6: you! I said it before you.
0: <laughs> you said it. You- did you? hear me I knew it. Right? I
7: knew. I, I was confused by the question too, but I actually yeah. like instead so of you jumping it in the wrong, gun. Like you. No, did it I had to, made to make it
6: confusing recovery. so you guys wouldn't know right away. No, you just but don't know. I, clearly, writing. Bethel still jumped the gun, and he was He's like, making shit up. No, you jumped the gun, though. That's true. You fucked yourself over.
7: <laughs> you did, Bethel. You
6: fucked yourself. After,
7: after Don't blame you me for asking, your. In- All right, hurry you, the fuck up. I let's just going to say, one. when you first asked it, I was like confused too, but then I was like, oh, I think I know what he means.
6: In Japan, great. Japan already had a Super Mario Brothers 2. So when the Doki Doki Panic game called Super Mario Brothers 2 in the U.S. came out. In Japan, they received that, but instead of titled Super Mario Bros. 2, it was titled Super Mario Bros. USA. Alright, let's keep going. Question number three. The Koopa kids are based on celebrities. Who is Roy Koopa based on? Beto.
0: Roy Arbison.
6: That is correct! Roy Koopa was based on the musician Roy Orbison. That, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Question number four. Who is the traditional game composer for Super Mario Brothers? Beto. Koji Kondo. That is correct. Tied up, bitch. It is tied currently. How will it happen? Koji Kondo is the reoccurring composer for the Super Mario Bros. series. All right, on to the next one. Question number five. What is Miyamoto's favorite Mario game? Beto. Three. <laughs> Judges. Joe, what is Shigeru uh. Miyamoto's favorite Mario game?
7: I believe it was. I believe it was the original, wasn't it? Or no?
6: Wrong. So both Joe and Beto did not get this right, and I think I know why. Because Shigeru Miyamoto's favorite Mario game is Super Mario World. Uh,
2: oh, Wow, what, what an pride. idiot! I should have known that his favorite <laughs> game so is actually stupid. my least
7: favorite game.
6: All right, we're still tied. Now on to he question. Can't mean that now. I'm <laughs> sure if you
7: asked him now, he would be like, "Yeah, I was high that day."
4: <laughs> hey guys, my name is Cassidy, and today I am going to tell you about my favorite mainline Mario game. Now, perhaps I'm coming in with a bit of a hot take here, but I'm going to say my favorite is Super Mario Sunshine. First of all, it's the first game that actually breaks the Mario mold. Every mainline Mario game prior to this has been jump on Goombas, break blocks, repeat. Even Super Mario 64 is like this. Don't get me wrong, I loved it, it was great, it was amazing, but it was still the exact same formula. Super Mario Sunshine actually dares to be different, and I think it works really well. It gives the characters way more life and depth than they've ever had before. Even Mario, who's normally just an avatar for the player, feels like a unique and new character, rather than just a vessel for what the player wants to do. Another primary example of this is Princess Peach. She has a ton of voice lines and is able to voice concerns, hopes, and whatnot like an actual fleshed out character, rather than just the damsel in distress role she normally gets to play. After Sunshine, Peach never really has a chance to shine again herself, which I think is a shame. I think even Flood was pretty cute, albeit a bit goofy. And the Shadow Mario character we get is pretty cool too. I don't know about anyone else, but I've always enjoyed and or been creeped out by evil or shadow type characters, so I thought that was kind of neat, especially when it replaces a main character that we know so well. Plus, it's the first time we get to meet Bowser Jr. in a game, so that's pretty cool. Next, there's the whole, interesting, huge hub world to explore. I remember the first time I played Super Mario Sunshine, and I had a lot of fun exploring Isle Delfino and all of the cool stuff there is to do there. Especially, spoilers for a very old game, all of the areas you can access through Yoshi. It's pretty neat. One of my favorite levels is Serena Beach and the Phantom Manta, which I know is also pretty universally hated. but. It was just so colorful and vibrant and unique that I couldn't help but love it. And a lot of the levels are like that, which is what I think makes Sunshine such an unparalleled Mario classic. Also, in what other game can you see Mario get arrested? I rest my case.
6: All right, we're tied. Now on to question number six. In Japan, the subtitle for Super Mario World was titled what? Super Mario...
7: Oh, shit. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I'm not even going to try. I don't even... I can't remember. I don't know. Super Mario Land.
6: Is that your final answer, Bethel? Like,
1: yeah.
6: (laughs) Wrong. Joe, you have a chance to steal. In Japan, the subtitle for Super Mario World was titled what? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Alright. In Japan, the subtitle for Super Mario World was titled Super Mario Bros. 4. Fuck. Remember, guys, these are starting to get harder, so you really gotta put your thinking caps on.
7: It should have been Super Mario Brothers. Eh, it's really not that good.
6: Eh, <laughs> they got a sense of humor. You know, they're funny. Eh. Huh. What? What's that? Did you guys hear that? Holy shit, it's the lightning round! It is the lightning round! Yes, this is the lightning round. In between the first 12 answers, our lightning round will consist of a rapid fire questions. Whoever can answer the most questions in 10 seconds will add to their points. Right now it's tied two to two. Whoever has the most can add it to their score, but we will only start with one contestant. The other contestant will be put into a soundproof room so they cannot hear or know what this is. So, Beto, for now, you will be going into that soundproof room so you don't know what it is, so you don't look up the questions. So, Beto is in the soundproof room. He can't hear or know what we're going to talk about. So, Joe, you are first up. In 10 seconds, you will have to name th- this thing from Super Mario Brothers. So in 10 seconds, Joe, you will have to name as many Super Mario power-ups you can in 10 seconds, starting wait, wait,
7: from, 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 all, the from all of them,
6: All uh, since we've done all of them, all okay, Mario yeah. games, hum, name as many power-ups you can in 10 seconds, starting now.
7: Star Mario, uh, the Fireball, uh, uh, Frog suit, the uh, Frog Mario.
6: Uh, hey, you! Yeah, t-
7: <laughs> Fuck me up, dude.
6: All right, Bethel, welcome back from the soundproof room. So, you will have ten seconds to answer these things. Now. I didn't hear anything. I know you didn't. <laughs> Uh, so for 10 seconds, as fast as you can, you have to name as many Super Mario power-ups as you can in 10 seconds, starting now.
0: The mushroom, poison mushroom, one-up mushroom, uh, fireball, uh, frog, tanuki suit.
6: You're done. So Joe got four, Beto got six in that lightning round. Already back to our show. Question number seven: How many stars are needed to complete Mario 64? Joe. The 128. Judges. That is incorrect. Uh, Beto, you can. 129. 129. Steal it. 129. Judges. Sorry, the number total of stars to collect in Super Mario 64 is 120. Oh. It is thought that it's 121, but the final star collected when you defeat Bowser is not actually counted in your total.
7: I I, I was closer. I should get the point.
6: <laughs> Alrighty, back. Question number eight. In... Super Mario Brothers, Sunshine. Princess Peach is voiced by Jen Taylor. Which other game character does she voice? Beto? C- Cortana? <laughs> <laughs> uh, judges? Cortana? <laughs> stop laughing. Stop laughing at Beto. Judge- <laughs> stop laughing at Beto. Judge. <laughs> Can you stop laughing at him? Are you done? Okay. my joke. can't stop laughing. <laughs> why are you fucking even...
7: Why are you even covering the phone if you don't fucking know?
0: What? Why are you even covering the phone up if you... <laughs> wait, Cortana, wait, that's what you said. Because I didn't know. I wanted to get ahead you of you. Why are you covering the phone? I wanted to get ahead of you. Maybe I got
3: it
7: right. It's like, I just waited for you to cover it and just be like, what's the answer? Blue. I don't
6: know. <laughs> I haven't asked right, the oh, judges. All right, go ahead. Right. Judges? I'll, I'll... Hold on. <laughs> judges? That is correct. Jen Taylor also voices Cortana from the Halo series. I thought you were talking about the same game. No, what other game character does she voice? Oh, I, Video I, I game Stupid. Character. I had
0: a feeling it was that, though. I wasn't sure, 100% sure. Fucking idiot. Joe laughing at me.
6: <laughs> Question number nine. What... Does collecting 1 million coins in Super Mario Bros. 2 get you? <laughs> Super Mario Bros. 2? Super, New Super Mario Bros. 2. Uh. Beto? Uh, the
0: start screen is a g- gold coin.
6: Elaborate more on that.
0: In the start screen, there's a gold coin.
6: Just one? Big one. <laughs> like a Batman. You know what? I'm gonna hold you, hold that one, Joe. What? I was going to. Does just collect it's
7: a new? It's a new title screen. Is basically what I was gonna say. So I think Bethel's pretty much got it. Actually, I mean, you give it him.
6: A- actually, no. It was a new title screen. That was the only. Difference. Oh, okay. Bethel, Joe got it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> a big coin. <laughs> <laughs> the big coin. Wasn't there wasn't the which one? The Mar- the second one, right?
6: Yeah, it was new Super Mario Bros. too.
0: I, I couldn't help laughing at the at
7: the fucking uh at the question already because I was just thinking how shitty of a fucking reward it is.
6: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> question number ten. Super Mario three D land development was heavily affected by the what that occurred on March eleventh.
7: Joe. Uh the tsunami.
0: Or oh, the
6: earthquake. I'll I'll hold that, Beto.
0: Earthquake. <laughs> the comedian.
6: <laughs> so I was looking for, <laughs> I was looking for the actual name of the earthquake and tsunami. So technically, you both got it.
0: Half points.
6: Half points for each. Actually, you know what? I'll give you two full. points. One full
0: points. point, because Jesse can't count by half.
6: I can't. <laughs> so you both get that one. What was the name of the tsunami? Oh, so question was, it was Tohaku, Earthquake, and Tsunami. I wouldn't
0: have guessed that. I wouldn't have fucking guessed that, Should either. I would have been like... That's why
6: it's getting harder, guys. All right? And this was something I did bring earthquake. up in the... <laughs> was something I brought up in the show, okay? <laughs> question number 11. After completing 120 stars in Mario Galaxy 2, what do you get... When you do that,
0: you wait, you get to play as Luigi, right?
6: Judges, Joe, after completing <laughs> 120 stars in Super Mario Galaxy 2, what do you get to do? Uh,
7: for some reason, this popped in my head. I was gonna do a joke answer, but the only thing I was gonna say, is I can play as uh, 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 Peach, or is it Peach or Rosalind? I was gonna say one of those,
6: Judges after completing 120 stars in mario galaxy 2 you get to collect 120 green stars
0: oh that's what it was i was gonna say a new title screen again
6: i I thought you guys were gonna get that because you guys thought that was really funny because the first one beto technically you were right in the first one though you got to play as luigi In the second one you thought oh man if you got to play luigi in the first one how awesome is the second one gonna be you get to collect (laughs) 120 green stars All right, our final and last question. Pauline, the mayor of New Donk City, also appeared in what game? Joe. Uh, Donkey Kong. Judges? That is correct! She did appear in the original Donkey Kong, where Mario, AKA Jumpman, rescued her from Donkey Kong. All right, we're going to calculate these points. It was a close one. Joe had nine points. Beto had ten. Making Beto the winner of the Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary quiz show. <laughs> Beto, anything you want to say about winning the third-party controller podcast 35th anniversary Super Mario Brothers quiz show
0: I know more than Joe bitch
6: but Joe caught up Joe caught I'm up go pretty fuck quick I know, more, I
0: know one more than him
6: <laughs> it was closer than I thought alright what'd you guys think of that cool yeah we're back retur- oh,
7: what, what's up in an okay mood to do a quiz show show caught me in a good day <laughs>
6: nice. alright we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with the rest of our show so stay tuned
1: I actually have two favorite Mario games. Um, Both of them are very dear to me, very cherished and important in my life. Um, I believe that they have fueled my love for video games as a whole and for Nintendo. Uh, The first one is the Super Mario World for the SNES and the new Super Mario Brothers for the DS Lite. Um, I spent hours on both of these games. In fact, I think that I got two copies of the Super Mario Brothers for the DS, man. um, It just wore out the copy, had to get a new one. (laughs) But yeah, I would spend hours playing both of those games and had such great memories playing with my friends when I was younger and... You know, playing with my family when I got older on the DS Lite, we would just pass it around trying to beat each other's scores. Well, for the DS Lite, it was mostly um, about the mini games, not really the game itself. I mean, I would play once in a while. I actually never even beat the game, but I would definitely use it mostly for the mini games that it had in it. But yeah, those are my favorite Mario games of all time.
6: Well, boys, gentlemen, Beto, Joe, we are nearing the end of our long celebration of Mario's 35th anniversary. We did this starting with Super Mario Bros. 2, and we're ending it with the original Super Mario Brothers. It's been a long road. We've been through a lot. It seems like a very long couple of months, but we did it. We did what we set out to do. We did what some people said was the impossible. Do you know anyone else who did what we did? No. You know why? Because only we do what we do. We're thorough. We're thorough. We give you deep. what you want. Now, to end this Super Mario Brothers conversation, the original, I just wanted to see from you guys everything we've talked about. Every Mario game, the original Super Mario Brothers, is there still something you want to bring up? Is there still something about the original Mario Brothers? When the Nintendo Entertainment System came out in America, what was known that everyone had with it was Super Mario Brothers. And I think if it wasn't for Nintendo, and also if it wasn't for Super Mario Brothers... What could have been a dying fad at the time? What could have been a dying industry that Atari kind of brought down? If it wasn't for Mario, we wouldn't have the games that people love now. If you don't love Super Mario Brothers, that's fine. But I think it's something where you kind of at least have to recognize that if it wasn't for Mario, if it wasn't for Nintendo, if it wasn't for Super Mario Brothers we probably wouldn't have Call of Duty. We wouldn't have Mortal Kombat. We wouldn't have Street Fighter. We wouldn't have Animal Crossing. Stardew Valley. Among Us. We wouldn't have had an industry that thrived and keeps thriving. We wouldn't have an industry that keeps growing and giving us so many different things. It all starts with Super Mario Brothers, And it's something that... I think, like Bethel, you said... Anyone can jump into it, even now. Maybe, for some people, it doesn't have the refined gameplay as a new Super Mario Bros., or a Mario Galaxy, or Mario Bros. 3. But this being the first pinnacle part of it, the first game, it's one hell of a first game. That I don't think a lot of titles, a lot of genres, or even a lot of games in their first series have that type of refined perfection as super mario brothers maybe you don't like that you can't wall jump out of a gap maybe you don't like that you can't butt stomp but with the mechanics that that game was built on was built around that whole game it works for that title
7: nintendo's success is synonymous with the super mario brothers series um i I don't know if I agree with you, Jesse, that Nintendo would have been... Uh, they would have been okay. They probably would have been okay, but I think without Super Mario Brothers, I, I i think they would have had a tougher road. I think things would have been a lot more difficult for them. Um, uh, its It was such a killer... I mean, in Japan, not so much, but in America, with it being the pack-in game, I think at a time where you needed a killer a killer app. Um, that term, killer app, is is kind of a term now that nobody uses anymore, but at the time it was like, what's the game that you're buying the console for? And back in those days, in, the, in my opinion, in the Nintendo era and Super Nintendo era, um, and you know, to a degree eras afterwards, you bought it for Mario. So having that be a packing game, especially in America, I think the success that they had in America was synonymous with the fact that the that's that Super Mario Brothers was a part of that I package in a lot of uh, in a lot of cases, um, and I think any good platformer, any you know good to great platformer that's made, that's ever been made between you know then now and the future, you if you ask them where they get their influence from or where they get their stuff from i believe most of them whether they want to admit it or not would, would say it's it's from super mario brothers
3: yeah
7: the, the very best you know what i mean We probably still would have had games like heavy rain and <laughs> memory come out i mean the you good know, games. they probably still would have been came out i mean they would have still been around would've but been other malicious. games no like you said like a lot of the other like platformers in general like good platform. you know i think for every for mario sonic um Sonic, Crash Bandicoot,
6: Bubsy, you know,
3: <laughs>
7: Bubsy, Get Bubsy less so, but I mean, every good platformer that's come out, you know, every good character platformer cool that's spot. come out Cinch owes a lot of what they, of what they do and, you know, what they are uh,
0: directly to uh, the Mario series. Mario, I feel like it's probably the most infu- influential game in video games, really like you it could be any kind of game really like like the beatles the beatles Im- influenced so many fucking musicians and there's like a lot of musicians that don't even sound anything like the beatles so it's just like that i i they're like one of the first games that really pushed video games forward and really always kept improving and evolving so i feel like it's it's really it's the beatles of gaming
6: through our long Conversation of the main Mario titles. What Going through all this, finding out everything that we did, all the conversations we had, what's something you got out of revisiting a lot of these titles? And also, at the end of everything, has your favorite Mario game changed or has a title maybe changed in your eyes that was different before? I think to this day... As we've heard from many, as you've heard throughout this whole podcast episode, many of our friends' favorite Mario titles. They have their titles. They have their reasons for their favorite titles. And mine has always and still will always be Super Mario Bros. 3. I love that title. Even going through this, going through everything else, it's just made me appreciate how solid of a title Super Mario Bros. 3 is to me. I also something that I did not like as much, but as in replaying it, finally playing through the entire game and finding out more about its development, I enjoy Super Mario World more than I did before. It was something where I was more taken aback by how it was different than the original three, but as going through it now, I appreciate it more than I did before. Still nowhere near in my heart as good as mario 3 but i enjoy super mario world a bit more than i did probably a few months ago but yoshi's island is still very good
7: it's a toss-up for my favorite game is still either um it's super mario brothers 3 as you mentioned yoshi's island is a very very close second for me overall i I think the game that I have come to appreciate more now, out of the newer stuff, um, having replayed it and having we talked about it, is Galaxy. I think Galaxy um, is hands down a, e- easily a top five uh, Mario game, if there ever was one. Um, having the chance to replay it, I don't think I appreciated it as much when I first had the Wii um, and and played through it, but Getting the chance to replay it recently, I was like, "Man, this game is so good!" and uh, and just so you know, it just it's all the best things that you want from a Mario game. Mm -hmm. You know, awesome level design, tight. You know, just you know, pacing. It's
0: it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this is a perfect time for them to come out with the uh, the three D games because I I'd never really played uh, the Galaxy games or um, Sunshine and i finally got glam for the first time ever and i mean it, it's it's an old game so the controller's are a, a bit of the time but you could get past that and it's it's a fun game like i never played it and it's and I, I didn't finish it but i i did have a lot of fun with it and i uh, I'd, I'd like to get back to it sometime just to finish it cuz i really it was a fun game i liked it a lot
6: Everyone, that concludes our celebration for Super Mario's 35th anniversary. I'd like to thank everyone who provided their opinions on what their favorite title was. All our special guests, but also, I want to say I appreciate Joe and Bethel for being 100% hardworking in this whole mario 35th anniversary these were long conversations these were tough conversations but at the end of the day they were fun conversations how do you guys think this all turned out
0: it was fun i, I enjoyed doing this like it's, it's always fun knowing more uh like background stuff like behind the scenes stuff of your favorite games yeah. like i guess what i mean i love like dvds like the making of like you get, or even the commentaries it's fun to listen to those, just because you get to see what's going on behind the scenes. So this is this was fun.
6: Yeah, and Nintendo, if you're listening to this, you're more than welcome to use use this in any audio commentary for any Mario game in the future. But we still got to get paid. So you gotta pay. You gotta get, yeah. We need to eat. Or either or either give us like some credit as an employee in Nintendo, so we can be our nieces or nephews' uncle who works at Nintendo, so we could be like, my uncle works at Nintendo. But we don't really.
0: So they won't be lying?
3: (laughs) They won't.
6: But yeah, that's going to be it for the 35th anniversary, our final 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. This was a fun trip through Memory Lane and a fun trip through the Mushroom Kingdom. As always, thank you everybody for listening to this. I am Jesse with... Leto and Joe and I hope you enjoyed the show later
3: Thank you so much for to playing my game.